today on Codepin Radio. Hey everybody, time for another Codepen Radio. This is 314. We're going to be talking about teams and not like Codepen team or the concept of teams, but literally the team's product on Codepen, like we offer teams. It's a thing that you can buy on Codepen. It's one of the ways that we make money in this world because teams are a paid feature of Codepen. We have put some work into teams uh, recently, kind of uh, just because we wanted to. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and I have Marie with me to do that. Hey, Marie. Hey, everybody. And I must say, it wasn't because we wanted to. This was requests from the customers that made us do these changes. <laughs> More than just just because. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't mean to paint it quite like that because it's true. These are some long-standing, wouldn't it be nice to fix this? Um, you know, they ended up as kind of rainy day stuff because... <laughs> The, honestly, this work is, you know, it's easy to, it's easy to deprioritize. And once in a while, just the, the cards fall right. Like there's some other work that needs to be done, or I don't know, some database change rolled out that gave this momentum somehow. I kind of actually don't really know or remember why this all of a sudden became prioritized. It just was some Monday. <laughs> uh, and then we rolled with it. So that's another thing that kind of happens at CodePen is like, there kind of can be like a little change and we'll be like, eh, well, we're in there. <laughs> let's do a lot more yeah so yeah. for context on this on these particular changes that we're about to talk about um i think this was a combination of things um we were making some database changes and uh the people who were making the database changes have been working on billing a lot and th that intersected a lot with billing also um support days where um we have the support rotation and someone gets the same type of ticket a bunch of times. Uh, that tends to light a fire under people to fix something that people ask for and support a lot. Which is the point of those support days. Absolutely. So the system works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think all of those things combined as the factors that made this happen. Yeah. So what this is, is uh, improvements to team management. I even called the blog post team management improvements. So what mm -hmm. a kind of a boring title, but that's literally what it is. The, the bulk of what you'll see as somebody who's on a team or is the owner of a team is in settings. So if you, you know, go to your code pen settings, there's a special section just for your team. Now that's a thing to know about teams on code pen is when you spin one up, there is no such thing as like you log in as the team. That's not a thing. Teams on CodePen are just groups of individual accounts, even if you're an owner. So there's always that concept on CodePen as you're either yourself or you're the team, even if you own the team. So you're on the team, you go into settings. If you're on a team or own a team, there's a whole extra section of settings just for managing the team. And a big part of that, of course, is like the roster of the team. Who's on the team? If you need, if you've spun up a team and need to invite people, that's where you do it. And it was fine before in a way, like you could do that job. You're a team owner. You go in there, you can invite people, you can uninvite people. That's about it. <laughs> you know, if you're the team owner, of course, there's some billing and stuff in there, but that's the crux of what teams are on CodePen anyway. It's a way to... Um, have 
shared billing. So let's say you have 10 people and that you want to all own things and act together on CodePen. Uh, that's what it does. And then one person pays for all those 10 people, which doesn't seem like much, but that's generally what teams are. You know, like we have a team on Figma. That's what it is. Yeah. We pay for it together. We work together in Figma. That's it. You know, so it's kind of a useful thing in that way. But over time, we learned there people want it. There's a lot of other things people want to deal with. And most of those things revolved around management of the team and its members. Right. right yeah. Um, so a lot of the time, uh, especially at big companies, when a team is is being put together, uh, the person who is going to be paying for the team actually has absolutely no contact with the team other than that they're paying. Like they're not part of the team. They're not going to be working together with the team. Uh, and they're oftentimes not a front-end developer. So they have no use for CodePen Pro. But they still need to be able to, you know, manage the billing, access all the receipts, and you know, designate who is going to be on the team. They just don't need to take up a seat. So that's uh, that's really the biggest change that we've introduced here is that we've created the ability to remove yourself from a pro seat, but still be part of the team and still be able to uh, either act as the owner or act as the administrator, which we can dig into the differences of that. Yeah, but that's a very good point. That's per perhaps the biggest thing is that, gosh, what is the biggest thing? There's so many big things. Well, well the team seats thing is interesting. You got 10 people that need to use CodePen, but then there's this like 11th person who's really like the admin of the team. That is so common. It's probably mm -hmm. more common than not, you know, that there's this one person that that is in control of paying and managing the team and such, but isn't really a developer and has no use for CodePen. You already said that. But now you just go to the drop-down menu, of even yourself as the team team owner, you can just like revoke pro features from yourself. Right. And like, so that opens up a seat. Uh, so opens up a seat. You don't pay for that. You can have as many of those as you want. They're free. Kind, you know. Well, yeah, for the, the owner seat is is in basically free. If you're not using pro, um, your seat is open and someone else can fill it. So that means, for example, in the past, you know, we would have companies that would have seven or eight people who were going to be using Pro, and they had someone who had to be on the team, had to be able to access everything, uh, and that would you know make the eighth or ninth seat. And unfortunately, we just didn't have a way to give them uh, an option not to use a seat. And so that was... You know, We'd even work around it. We'd even give them a free seat Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. we would tack on we'll a free seat. We'll just bump them or... up to nine instead of eight, just because, of like, I understand. We're not going to nickel and dime you over this one little right. thing. Right, yeah. And it, and it was also just, you know, we would have people who would sign up and not, not even say anything to us, but then we would hear later, you know, when they canceled or they had some changes that they needed to make, that they had this extra seat that they were paying for that the actually was not even being used at all. So um, this is kind of an unusual setup. Like, I, I, I don't see it offered a lot, but this is something that just grew out of customer requests. And it, and it's just a way to make things simpler for teams because a team has a lot of facets. It's not all just developers. It's not all whatever, you know, you have people who are doing different types of roles. And so it's nice to be able to accommodate those different types of roles and make it a lot more flexible. Also, it makes it simpler for teams that have a lot of turnover to remain continuous because a problem that that a lot of teams faced was that the person who started the team would sometimes start it with like their own personal code pen account and then 
invite a bunch of people, get the team going. And then they moved on from the company and the company didn't even know how to get back into the uh, team. So we Mm. would have situations where we would have to kind of do a little bit of detective work to figure out like, where did this even start from? Who is the, who is the owner right now? What is their relationship to the team now? And how do we get this into the right hands? So this opens up a lot of the possibilities for uh, teams to self-manage that those types of things. People can hand over ownership uh, much more seamlessly. They can, uh, at multiple owners. So lots of people have the same ability to, you know, handle Yeah, billing. I worked with a team last week where there was like two team owners and five admins. We haven't talked about admins yet, but these are people that were like, these people at our company, they just need to have access to add and remove people from the team and they need no other access. Right. Which is what an admin is. We have this new role. I'll just say it now. It's called admin. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like something you have to wrap your mind around. It's just, it's like an owner and that they can add and remove people because you, normal members cannot do that. You know, you invite somebody to a team, they're just on the team. They don't have permissions to add and remove other people from the team, but the admin role does. But what the admin role doesn't have is, is the ability to change billing stuff. So it's right in between an owner and a member kind of. And these admins, they can also not take up a seat if you don't want them to. It's totally your choice whether they're an, you know, a pro member or not of the team. Right. And that's cool. Yeah, it's great because it allows for a much more hands-off uh, situation for people who really don't have any involvement with the front-end development team in terms of working together. Um you know, they do still need to have an account so that they can log in and manage these things, but otherwise they don't need to have any presence in the team in or in their content. So Right, right. It's also it's it's handy for situations where the team isn't necessarily working together directly too, when it's just a situation where for example, uh, everyone on your front end team wants CodePen Pro, and it's not really necessary that they have the team shared space wor- working together. They just want to have CodePen Pro. Um, someone could sign up for that, be the owner, hand out proceeds to everybody, and bounce basically, you know. But just be able to handle, uh, you know, being able to handle the billing, and then you could nominate someone to be an admin who could add other members, remove other members, and just let it kind of self-manage without having to be up in there all the time. Because people have to manage so many logins to so many different things that it's nice to be able to take that off of people's plates. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by the gang over at Automatic, who are the makers of WordPress.com, of course. They also make Jetpack and all the Jetpack-related products and WooCommerce. You know, it's interesting to think about how Jetpack and WooCommerce work together. Because what Jetpack Backup does is not only makes backups of your site that you can download, but it happens through a dashboard so that you can like look at what changed and when and then pick a point and restore your site to that backup like really fast if you need to. So it's not just backing up your site, it's helping you restore to those backup locations if you need to. That's powerful by itself. But think of how that would work in an e-commerce situation. Say you were running an e-commerce shop with WooCommerce on your WordPress site too. Something goes wrong with your site. Something's broken, something's screwed up. It's an emergency moment. A really good way to fix problems like that is, you know, first, you know, eventually you're going to have to like take your time, figure out what's wrong, solve the problem. But a quick way to like get your site back working right now is to find, think of a point in back in time when your site was working and restore to that point 
And then your site is back up and working, and then you can figure out what the heck went wrong, right? But let's say you go back four days ago. Well, if you have an e-commerce shop, doesn't that, I mean, this is, we're talking the database here. That should trigger an alarm in your brain that's like, uh, but aren't I going to lose customer orders for the last four days and lose changes to products and inventory and have all kinds of problems with that? Like, I can't just lose four days of orders. That's not cool. They work together. You don't have to worry about that with Jetpack Backup. You would with any other backup system, but not with Jetpack Backup and WooCommerce. What it does is it goes back the four days, gets your site working again, but it treats the orders and products as immutable data so that you'll go back four days, the site's working, and then it will replay the orders uh, and product data on top of that so you don't lose any of that. So your store is up to date in time, but the rest of your site, which was probably what borked the site, is back. So very cool feature. It's just something to know about in your brain. If you need backups for a WordPress e-commerce site, Jetpack Backup is the way to go. I really like the ability that, you know, and from our perspective, while this is nice because it reduces support and it just we're building a product that has features that people use that's satisfying the you know the brass tax business nature of this is that teams are going to churn out less because mm-hmm. a team somebody might cancel a team because they're just like oh my god i cannot figure out how to transfer this thing just ah, just shut it off you know whereas now you're like oh you want to transfer it oh just click this drop down and pick another team owner done yeah we it literally takes zero seconds totally you know, just, and we've certainly heard from teams who have kind of gotten abandoned by their original owner and are like what happened to our team and it's like uh well <laughs> so this is the person that owns your team can you talk to them and they're like no they quit three years ago <laughs> or something like that so uh we we had a lot of abandoned ships that would that would end up uh unfortunately their their subscription would end and then sometimes they would have to completely reorganize themselves after the fact so this kind of uh, creates more continuity too. So I think that I do think that will help churn in. It will also help with the frustrations that people face with, you know, an abandoned team or a team that was set up by someone who's moved on. I remember opening a bug. This is a little while ago, a couple months ago, probably. And I was like, oh my God, team management is just like broken. You just like can't do it. What the heck? I literally opened a ticket and and then the resolution for the ticket is like, dude, you just got to change your context to the team. Oh, yeah. And then you can. <laughs> that we fixed. I don't, you know, it technically wasn't a bug because the point is you can only manage the team's context when you're in that particular team's context. But that's confusing and there really wasn't a good technological reason for it. So we just removed that. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at your team roster and settings, and you have the ability because you're an admin or an owner, you can change roster. It doesn't matter what context you're in. You could be in your personal context. You could be in some other team's context. If you're looking at the page, you can you can manipulate it. So silly, you'll never even notice it, but otherwise it felt awkward. Yeah, we... And it's just gone. We now. definitely smoothed out a lot of the clunkiness of context and kind of removed context... Uh, when it wasn't necessary like that, you know, in, in the situation where you're looking at billing, it's like billing can be a unified thing tied to the member, not just to the team. Uh, also a nice little detail. Stephen just added this uh, early, earlier this week, or maybe right at the end of last week, 
But um, context switching is a bit more clear now. Um, there's a, actually a pretty cool little animation when you switch contexts um, where the avatar switches and your whichever avatar you're not using goes gets tiny and goes into the corner and then the one that you're using uh, becomes larger. And I think that's really helpful. Yeah. It's always your personal one that gets smaller. So it's like it's still there. It's reminding you that you're still you mm-hmm. and you're in the team context. And then when you switch back to yourself, it like gets bigger again. Really clever because there is some plenty of evidence, I'd say, that people that the, the context switching thing is a little confusing. It is. And yeah, I think that's that's fair. It's there's not I don't think there's a quite a way we can be gonced with it because it's a little deeper into. I mean, I don't want to be gone with it, honestly. Yeah, like, it makes sense that you can make a pen as yourself or you can make a pen as your team. And it doesn't mean that just because you're on a team that you give up your life on CodePen. That's the thing. Lots and lots of people who join teams have a very robust personal life on CodePen where they have their own uh, profile. Yeah. They don't want to lose that and they don't necessarily want to give that log to the team either. Log out and you log know? in. Yeah, or, That's, or yeah. that, which is which is really annoying. So this is just, it, it is an option to change context and it is useful. I do understand where it's confusing and that's something that we could still work to smooth out. And actually, we do have things coming down the road yeah, that will smooth that cool out. Ideas. Uh, yeah. But but it is, you know, it is it is necessary and it's something that we just need to do the best job we can of, of describing. Yeah, right. But speaking of which, I have a little, there's like an app cues that fires when you accept a team invite that attempts to teach you about this. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I just need to check that we didn't break it. Oh, yeah. Just remember that. <laughs> we no. might need to freshen that one up. Yeah. I don't know that it's broken, but but when you touch that stuff up there, because AppQ's like uses selectors to decide what it's going to like point to and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if that selector changed in any way, it would have busted it. But I don't know if it did or didn't. Got to check that out. Yeah. We got to pop those um, into our into our tests. So that we test, <laughs> yeah, really or like, out. or like, yeah, or like when you're building a flow, like go into the code base where that selector is and put a little comment that's like, there's an app cues that is mm-hmm. tied to this. Um, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that little animation, it's fun. I just tweeted it today because I because I was playing with it and it reminded me it ended up making a good a good tweet thing. And then I had to I had a added an extra tweet because I was like, oh yeah, but that's not like the one thing that we changed. There's actually like <laughs> yeah. There's five other, other things, things that actually yeah. matter, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, this has all been part of a just an overall push to to really improve the experience for people who are paying for pro in the areas where they're paying and managing their payment. We we've had you know, over the years, we've that's been a challenging area because there's a lot of factors at play. There's different payment types. There's, you know, just the general UX of billing and payment are complicated things. So this is this is just something that it's nice to really get something out there that makes it easier and also improves the experience and also gives people more options. Like I'm I'm super excited to be able to, you know, follow up with people who had asked pre-sale questions. Like, you know, people had asked uh, can we have somebody that's not taking up a seat who can manage the team? And now the answer is yes. The answer used to be no. And sometimes people would be like, okay, well, whatever, I'll just pay for an extra seat. But then, you know, other times we would lose the sale. So it's really nice mm-hmm. to be able to say yes to this now. Right. That's pretty big, obviously. Got to sell some accounts to be a company. So that's good. Yeah. Turns out that is how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be surprised if we heard that much ever from customers about this anymore, you know, pre-sale, sure. But post-sale, it's like, to me, it's so obvious how to operate it that it, you know, 
I don't think people are going to have that many questions about it. Not to mention there's docs for it that there weren't before. So <laughs> that's good. Well, it's, ni- it's nice to add something that is intuitive and that, you know, when people see it, it's probably not going to be all that complicated to understand. And it has the things that people are asking for and, and starting to expect, although I haven't exactly seen this identical model anywhere else, but you know, larger companies especially expect uh, a lot of flexibility in their options to pay. So this is this is really nice to be able to include. Mm. You know, the, the satisfying use of Teams isn't it happens in my life pretty regularly because I have a team account for code or well, of course we have one for CodePen. Mm-hmm. Although it's not, you know, it's not that heavily used. You know, I use it every day, Chris. Oh well, for the collections and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> for CSS tricks because we tend to not always, you know, because sometimes somebody writes a guest blog post, I'll put their pens in the post because it's like, you should get credit for your own work. Mm -hmm. But if it's mine or if it's generic or if I'm worried in any way that it's going to need maintenance, I'll make the pen or fork the pen over to the team CSS tricks account on CodePen first because that it's just better because then anybody who's on Team CodePen on CodePen, Team CSS Tricks on CodePen, can manage it. They don't have to ask me to do it or whatever. They just switch over to that context. They edit the pen and save it. That's nice. Yes. You know, that shared ownership thing is 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 clutch, you know. That's the biggest value of teams, really. And it's kind of how people expect to work on actual teams a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it would be so weird if, like, I just couldn't edit anything on Claire's Figma things ever. Yeah. (laughs) That's just not the expectation. The expectation is that I can get in there and do stuff if I need to. Like, that's the, you know, we're such fans of Notion still here, you know, I... I, I don't know if the fanboy era is over and now we just, now it's just a tool, you know? Oh, like I just use it. There I is am so a big much. fan. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is a core, <laughs> core thing to our workflow, you know? And the way that it, the teams work on it is so natural. Yes. You just are on a team and that means you can edit the stuff together and that's that, you know? We'd only wish to have our teams as flawless as theirs are. You know, we still have a, a little bit of a ways to go to get that clean. Just oh, I'm thinking of the real-time features and the interesting permissions model they have and all that stuff. Totally, yeah. And we're we're getting there. We uh, sure are. But, you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned Notion because they do have context switching and you do have your own personal accounts uh, in Notion too. So when I'm working on stuff that I don't necessarily want to have um, immediately visible to the team because we can see everything that's that's shared, um, I'll just work on it in my personal space and then I'll kick it over to the team space and and use it there and I do like ha- I do like keeping that on CodePen too like I do like to have the separated context I think that's always going to be useful and so it's cool to see other models like that like in Notion they totally have the separated context too and you just switch context you know there's something in the upper left context switcher doesn't look too much different from ours really <laughs> no it really doesn't yeah I mean they probably copied us basically Oh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure they looked deeply at our implementation. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, there's, yeah, I, we can end this because there's, you know, I think we said what we need to say about Teams. But I also like the UI. This was funny because we like had written it and then and then this got removed somehow. Is it, The way it used to work is if you select what team you're going to be on, the avatar changed in the top and then it just disappeared. 
from the menu. Like it would just be gone because you've selected that one. So you can't select it again. And I think that was like kind of a bug or a stopgap or a mistake or something. So now it stays there, but it just has a big check mark telling you that that's the currently active one. And it's just so much more clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wildly better. I like that. Yeah, I, I really, really am happy with all these improvements. And I'm super excited to hear from teams. You know, if anyone's listening who's on a team, of course, we'd really love to hear what you think of this. And if you have any other more, you know, other suggestions for us for what you'd like to do in your team, because, of course, you know, we love we love our teams very much. Yeah. Yeah. You should buy one. That's what you really should do. People. Yeah. Well, there, you, you can know. have them for as few as two people. You can create a team with, yeah. with one person or 100. That was a great release. That was like a, probably like a year ago now. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's been, uh, I actually think it's been more than a year. It's just that time has compressed a bit <laughs> for all of us. Uh, but it was, uh, it, it was a pretty fun thing to be able to put out there because we do have duos and trios who like to work together. Um, and we used to have, you know, it used to be that seats were in sold in sets of five and you couldn't just like increment up by one. And that was, that was annoying. We never liked that. It was just kind of how it was built. Uh, so it was really nice to be able to add that flexibility where you can just grow by one. You can start as a team of two and, and grow one by one as long as you need to go. Yeah. Yeah, that means extra reason why people should do it. And guess what? You're not like charged any, it's not any cheaper, but it's not any more expensive either. So if you want a team of two, the price is the price of two pro accounts anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that way you, you have know? unified billing. You know, only one person right. has to handle the the. And you get pro in your stuff. personal context yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like people might not realize that, but it's, you don't, you're not just pro in your team context. You're pro in your personal context, yeah, too. Yeah, you're pro all the way across the board, and it's it's everything from developer pro, too. So I guess it is cheaper. We should charge for four seats for the two seats. Just <laughs> kidding. We're not doing that. Nope. Um, cool. That's it. Enjoy, teams. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Seven, six, zero, three, one, eight.